take a moment to find what is the quality of your mind as you come and sit in the hall this morning. This isn't a trick question. There isn't a particular quality you should have. But just find out what's the mood, the atmosphere, the texture as you come in. Maybe you're enthusiastic and raring to go. Maybe you're tired, didn't sleep great. Maybe you're calm and steady. Maybe you're agitated. Maybe you're spacious. Whatever it is to know, what is the atmosphere of mind like right now? So we know what we're coming with as we take our seat this morning and begin our practice together. Because if there's one thing that we can, or one, one way that the kindness we can offer it to ourselves is to not try to manipulate ourselves. Not try to squeeze ourselves into the right shape to be on a meditation retreat. Sometimes some of us come to practice and think, okay, right, got to be mindful, got to be diligent, got to be awake. And we can inadvertently start a kind of a, a work ethic where we start to push and strive and wind up feeling tired and dry. So I just invite you this morning to breathe out together. Let's breathe in first, always good before the out breath. And breathe out, welcoming this being to the cushion however you show up this morning. All right. Have another one, breathe, breathe in. Breathe out, you are here. You are here with whatever night you had, whatever dreams and longings you have. Breathing out. Today we will practice and we are arriving, we're landing. And if there's one word for our practice today, it is body. This body, your body, our bodies, body. That in our practice today, learning how to rest, learning how to breathe with our body, learning how to tune into our body, So in our insight meditation, we are invited, as many of you will know, in the, for the beginners, maybe not. But we set up a foundation for our practice. And the foundation, the first foundation, is to establish mindfulness with our body. To be in relationship with body. 
to establish bodily presence. Right, what does that mean? Our body is here, it's always present, we could say, but our mind, as you know, can be a million other places. To find out how it comes together that this bodily presence and the knowing of it, the bodily experience of its weightiness, its boniness, its temperature, its pulsing, its breathing, its living, its palpating, how this bodily experience and the knowing of it can be so intimate, can be unmediated, so immediate, that there is something beautiful and holy in the sense of whole. So how does this come about? So have a breath. Just notice if any of that momentum starts that's like, okay, how am I going to do that? How am I going to get that? See if you can breathe out, because the bodily, the good thing about the body is it's here, it's doing it already. It's already here. And our practice is to learn how to tune, attune like an old-fashioned radio where you kind of turn the dial to find the station. We can tune into the fact that this is already here. What makes this tricky for us is that most of us aren't trained to tune into our body. That the experiences of thoughts and feelings seem to go much faster than the experience of body, right? The thought arises and it captures our attention in a minute, uh, you know, in a, in a moment our attention is grabbed by the thinking, by the feeling. So there's an art in learning how to take our hands off today, the thinking and the feeling. And learn listening respectfully to this human animal in its ordinary, we could say, expression of body as body. So let's see how we can do that. Firstly, why? Why would we value doing that? Because most of us, I would say, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but many of us learn how to value the thinking faculty, which is beautiful, no doubt, but it needs to be in the rightful place with the whole of us. And sometimes in learning to value that faculty, or maybe we learn to value the emotional faculty, that we sometimes come away from our body, we rise up, we disappear out of our body, past our chest, right into our head, and sometimes we're gone. Right? What would it be just to open to the value, and many of you will have this, but the valuing of something that doesn't go so fast, something that will slow us down, something that is alive and here, and expresses our earthly animal nature. In the practice, what we learn is that if we can cultivate this, it helps steady the mind. 
we establish a firm foundation and this beautiful faculty of thinking can have support underneath it. The sensitivity of our heart can have firmness and ballast and support so that we're not blown around by every feeling or thought that presents itself on the plate. And as we establish this firmness, the mind steadies, the mind can be uplifted in wholeness, in holiness. And this is a platform for our insight. Because many of us may have insight, but for that insight to penetrate, to go deep, to be of, to be of service actually. This insight can penetrate all the faculties and rest, come to rest on earth. So how? Let's breathe. We learn how this comes about. We don't deliver the instruction and then you immediately have full mindfulness of body, we learn. It's like an inquiry, an experiment, a, a, a holy task, a task of wholeness to find out how does it come about, this establishing of bodily presence, of mindfulness with body. Mindfulness of whole body is what we'll be referring to, the whole of this physical organism. And for us to be mindful with the whole body, we first establish our posture, our sitting posture, so that it is available to the whole body, right? So that our body is available for this in experiment. So let's take a moment to care for the establishing of the bodily posture. Just open the jaw a little bit, wiggle it, because a, a lot of our personality patterns of striving or pulling back, they have their shape in the body. Some of us work really hard and tighten up in the jaw and get down to work. Any of you do that? Right, opening up the jaw, let's roll the shoulders a little bit, let the breath flow in there, open the eyes, keep them wide. Bring some wakefulness to the body. And let's wiggle the hips a little bit from side to side, rocking from side to side. So we open up this vessel. We make it available for our attention, make it available for breath. Stretch the hands a little bit. Sometimes when we've been working at a keyboard a lot or just, just the way we move sometimes, tension can build up in the wrists and the hands, opening them up, shaking out the hands a little bit, checking you're still breathing. Okay, breathing in, shoulders up. And on the out breath, we're going to engage the belly with a ha. This belly, belly area we want in our practice. Breathing in, shoulders to ears. Ha! 
some of us are ambivalent about making our bodily available because it's an alive feeling thing, but it's what we've got. Breathing in and breathing out. Okay, here's this. Is the human animal here yet? Right, the human animal, the human human, the human angel, all of us sitting here on this seat. And as we close our eyes, which we do in this practice, unless you're very sleepy, take care as you close your eyes that you're not just inadvertently pushing the world away. Right, we're just gently closing the eyes to have a little bit less contact going on. So we're not pulled around by every sight. But just watch the attitude there. It's a very um, light closing of the eyes. We're not disappearing inside. We are here as body, as the Buddha uh, invites us, to know body as body here, internally and externally. Can we rest in our physical togetherness and breathe here? So let your body breathe. As we make our body available, it comes more alive. And this can be a mixed bag. And so we have a channel to support this and we can usefully use our body breathing. This body breathes, it's one of the things it does. That can be a channel for us to refer back to, to rest in, to steady our attention. But not narrowing it down too tightly, letting it be wide, letting it be kind. Start with the nature of this body Allow it to express itself in its weightiness and its pulsing, in its breathing. And just take a moment to Tune into your pelvis, this firm structure at our base. Don't worry if you can't sense it, but see if you can sense the flesh of your bum on the seat, the fleshiness as it pours over the side of the cushion, or the boniness as you sit on your bench or chair. Giving attention to the spine as it rises out from the sacrum. Gives this animal an uprightness. Right up to the skull. And letting your attention be wide and soft as if the skull could breathe. 
as if those heavy bones of the skull could be permeated by breath energy. Establishing a posture that is not leaning on the organs or the soft bits. So your ribs are not pressing down on your stomach. Just opening that up a little bit. So the chest opens and is available. So we let the soft bits be the soft bits. We let the loose bits be the loose bits so they can breathe. And when your mind gets captured, we could say, when your attention is captured by thinking, by stories of when are we going to get on with it and can I do it and can't I do it and is it any good or evaluating or planning or regretting. Just noticing that. Ah, okay, thank you very much. Today is body. Breathing out, beginning again, let the shoulders drop. Take the ribs off, leaning on your organs. Let the, th- let the throat open. <coughs> How do you know you have a body right now? This is a r- real question. How do you know there is a body right now? How do you know there's a body right now, apart from your looking at it? But if your eyes are closed, what tells you? Is it the breathing? Is it the pulsing? Is it the hardness? Is it the weightiness? Is it, is it the uprightness? How do you know you have a body right now? And a second question to support your practice today. How do I know that I'm breathing right now? How do you know that you're breathing right now? Because you are. Can you let your body lead? And your attention can learn how to tune and follow. How do you know you have a body right now?
And it can be useful to keep prompting ourselves kindly with a question or an encouragement to remind us, okay? This is body. This is body breathing. Can I know it? Am I willing to unhook from the content of my mind for now? Just for now. Not forever. Not because there's anything wrong with it. But because this training will provide benefits. Because mindfulness of body will lead onward to more steadiness, ease, aliveness. Because mindfulness of body will help me see that concentration is not something my mind has to do, but is something that can come together as I learn how to attend to the body moment by moment by moment. Allowing your body to breathe. Don't worry when your mind is captured or the attention is captured. It's okay. But in that moment, let the shoulders drop. Breathe out. Feel your bum on the seat. You are here. Letting the out-breathing show you its secrets. Following one out-breath to its end, letting it soothe the system.
Let it soothe all the agitation in that moment. So the flickering, agitated mind can fall in and be soothed with the out-breathing. Seeing what happens with the in-breathing. How does it affect you? And the only way we can know this is through being here in this relationship with body breathing, as body breathing.
and unhooking from the stories for now and unhooking even from thinking about meditation to daring to dip our toes in the waters of immediate experience body is breathing body is sensing and there is the knowing of this knowing it through being it
And if your mind is in a spin, recognize that. Ah. Breathing out, letting the shoulders drop. Sensing your seat, your backside on the seat. Am I willing to come to body right now just for this moment? How do I know I have a body? How do I know a body is sitting here? And allowing it to breathe. Letting the body express itself as body. A pulsing, breathing, sensing, intelligence. And staying steady with one cycle of the out-breathing. Right to its end. And the in-breathing. Right to its peak, its width. Steadying the heart-mind.
Good. Please stretch yourself, stretch your legs a bit, move. Before we go into the next phase, walking practice a few words to contextualize this exercise. There's quite a few of you who are the first time here. It is important to understand this walking practice not just as a break from sitting or as a polite way of going to check out the tea station or to uh, go for a little walk. Um, as you will be aware, this <coughs> contemplative exercise is for all body postures. And um, the emphasis in sitting and walking practice is slightly different. Now, in sitting, we have a maximum of physical stability and a minimum of sensory activity because our most dominant sense, our visual sense, is. Uh, let's say dimmed. Yeah? It, it, there is visual or ocular experience even if your eyes are closed, but obviously it's uh, dramatically reduced. So when sitting, maximum stability, minimum sensory input uh, amplifies our inner experience dramatically. If you're not trained, this will just mean that you will think more loudly. Yeah? Obviously, this is not what we encourage, but at the same time, we cannot stop you from doing so. So, we have to leave that one in your hands. Um, when it comes to walking, then the situation is different. We encourage you to walk with eyes open. Well, quite firmly, we encourage that. Uh, and you move. So, that means you have a lot of tactile experience, you have visual experience, and it seems at the first glance to be more difficult to sustain your attentional focus on a chosen, say, process. In this case, it would be the recommendation to focus on this, the sensations of moving as you feel this movement in the feet. Touch, pressure, weighting, and uh, relieving the weight from the feet. That will be a broad focus for your attention. My recommendation. So many people experience that if they come from sitting to walking, that walking just doesn't work, that they are more distracted. And no wonder, uh, because their eyes are open and they have more sensory and tactile experience. But that's not really a very fair assessment. One of the things we train in walking meditation is a particular resilience and fluidity of our attentional focus. It's not just about stability and stillness, but it's about mobility, resilience and fluidity. In many ways, walking practice and the results of walking practice are much more applicable to our everyday lives. Because when in your everyday lives do you sit still? perfectly, without having to perform tasks or without having any, as much control over your sensory input as you have here. Yeah. Most likely, 
you will have your personal practice going, I hope, but um, many of your daily activities will probably resemble much more a walking situation than a sitting situation. So the walking situation is perfect training ground for um, a type of mindfulness that is highly applicable and transferable to your everyday life situations. There are practice traditions that make a great uh, deal of emphasis, uh, have a great deal of emphasis on walking. Um, interesting, it has something to do with climate. Yeah. So my, some of my background has uh, Southeast Asia and in the Thai forest tradition, walking is the major meditation practice. If you do speak of meditation, most of the the Thai forest folks, the, 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 the masters definitely would have spoken of this as walking practice. Beautiful walking meditation path behind the little huts, which are meticulously kept clean and which you spend many, many hours a day walking back and forth. Japanese have developed an indoor system <coughs> of walking. Do kin hin and so forth. Every tradition has its specialty. Um, this tradition here has, um, I think, a powerful method of shifting the emphasis from maximum stability of attentional focus to maximum fluidity and coherence in attentional focus. So how do we do this in practice? First of all, you understand the theory. You understand that this is important. You understand that this is not just a break. That's a huge step already. Yeah? So you're actually going to do this. And you're doing this with the most, utmost clarity of both intention and wholeheartedness. So dress up, go out, or go down to the bowling alley walking room. Or, um, yeah, and prepare yourself, consider this, an exercise in which you're very honestly applying your mind. And whatever you meet in terms of temptations or resistance, you consider exactly as that, as temptation, as resistance. Yeah. You do not try to rationalize that or run a little parallel program to this meditation event here, which happens to take place in your walking periods. Yeah. So I'd encourage you to give up the parallel program and just do the walking. This is bona fide practice. The starts that you stand up and you clarify an area, a stretch, a path. I would say something 10 meters, 25 steps, something along, along those lines. Um, you make sure that you, you go for a straight line. Yeah. No crosses no circles, no eights, don't try to be original, you know, <laughs> irregular dodecaeders or something like that. Don't go into this. It's also good to not cross other people's path. And then you establish a standing posture, sweep through your body sensation, and breathe consciously, as you have just heard from Catherine, just to acknowledge the fullness of whatever you feel right now, the embodied presence, even if it's unpleasant you attend to this as kindly as you can and as wholeheartedly as you can. And then you make reasonably small and slow steps. You don't have to go uh, into a full-fledged 
Mahasi multiple step methodical thing. Just walk slow and feel your feet while they touch the ground, while they get weighted, while the weight shifts from one to the other foot. Yeah. If you notice that your mind disappears away from your body, which at the latest you will notice that at the end, when you take stock where your feet are and where your mind is, and you try to connect those two again, you turn round, sweep through the body, acknowledge your posture, anything that is different, and you slowly walk back. Yeah, we're going to refine this and clarify this. And you just extend your curiosity. Whatever happens is part of your meditation. There's nothing particular that you should feel. I would encourage you to keep connecting your attentional focus with the sensations in your feet and you're trying to find a rhythm in this walking. If you feel that too much is happening, walk slower. Yeah. Good. Let's start. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.